You are listening to 5-Minute Popcast. If you like what you hear in this episode, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search 5-Minute Popcast. That's 5-M-I-N-P-O-P-Cast. Please stand clear of the doors. Another episode of Five Minute Popcast. My name's Nick, also known as at Disney Adams on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I am also a travel planner specializing in Disney destinations with Pink's Magical Vacations, an earmarked travel planning company. So, as many of you know, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway is now open for business in Disney's Hollywood Studios. So that means you guys can hop on that ride. Any of those fans who enjoyed the great movie ride, this one's, from what I hear, is definitely something to go see. It has a lot of similarities, but a lot, a lot of differences. And to help me explain a little bit is someone who has had the opportunity to ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And his name is Matt. He is from Orlando. And um, you can find him on uh, social media at a underscore foolish underscore mortals or mortal, excuse me, underscore. And how are you, Matt? Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I, I'm super jealous you got to go on. You know, I, I, I pay attention a lot to your social media. You, you post a lot of really cool stuff. You get to go into the parks a whole lot. You want to explain a little bit about what you do, kind of what gets you in the park so much, and, and what really started your dis- Disney love? Well, my Disney love started many years ago. My cousins always worked for Disney. I'm, I'm from Georgia originally, so we'd always come down, and they'd hook us up with tickets. So it started very young. I've always been a fan of the cartoons and the characters. And even when I was a little kid, when I was asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, I said I wanted to be a Disney character. And I've had the opportunity to audition, still haven't got a role yet, but you never know. So it started very young, um, but then several years ago, I got a job with a travel company. Actually, I started off with Walt Disney World, the Walt Disney Company at Typhoon Lagoon. I met my current boss there. This was back in 2013, and I've been with this travel company ever since, pretty much. And uh, they deal mostly with senior class trips, high school band and chorus trips and dance events so what i get to do is they i'm actually staying on disney property right now i get to stay at the all-star sports resort and rent free and basically i'm here just to be here for the groups in case anything were to go wrong because you never know what can happen um so they want us to be here just to uh fix any kind of problem that they may have or whatever so i have the opportunity you know, my job, I'm, I'm busy, but I have several hours during the day that I can just sneak off and uh, go to the parks and uh, had the opportunity. I was I was already I had a fast pass for Millennium Falcon and Tower of Terror the day on, on May the, or March 4th, the day uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened up. And I just decided I kind of checked the times, you know, checked the uh, wait time and uh, waited until it was about a little after six o'clock got in line. It was a 105-minute wait, and uh, the ride went down for about 20 minutes, And but I, I got in in two and a half hours and got to ride it, and never done an opening day ride like that, and it was a lot of fun. You know, I, obviously, the breakdown caused a little bit more time um, for you to go through the line, but you said 105 hours. That's, that's really not that bad amount of time, especially for an opening day. It, it started, like, I, I watched it from when it first opened up and it went to 300 minutes and I did not want to wait in that. So I waited and it got down to about 120 minutes of around two hours midday. 
and then it got to 100, uh, 105 minutes, you know, just under an hour or an hour. Well, I guess it would be an hour and a half or whatever. But um, but I thought and I've talked to cast members who got to do the early preview and they said it's well worth the two hour wait. And I can now agree to that. It's definitely worth the wait. 300 minutes is way too long. I, I wouldn't do that, but it's it's definitely worth the two hours for sure. Yeah, and you know, so it sounds like later in the day you were able to get the the earlier wait time too, even just with the breakdown. But what I've noticed, don't quote me on this because obviously every day is different. There's a different amount of crowds. You, you could have some day where they're just absolutely busy when they're not supposed to be. But I've noticed right around that dinner time, you you can kind of get those fast passes pretty easily, just be, or not the fast passes, but get through the lines pretty easily and pretty quickly because everyone's got to eat dinner. Lunchtime's a hit or miss because some people do eat, some people just want to muscle through and they'll get something either before the lunch rush or after the lunch rush. But it seems like, you know, dinner time, especially with all the walking of Disney, that that's that's around the time that everyone really does start dispersing out and not doing as many of the rides. So I want to get a little bit into spoiler territory, if you're okay with that, Matt, Um, just, you know, and just to warn the listeners in case we are, you know, going to talk any little bit about what's happening with the ride. I, I have watched numerous amounts of videos um, just because I haven't had a chance to get down to to enjoy that. But um, what was your favorite part of the ride queue, you know, pretty much the whole experience of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway? My, well, the, the ride queue itself before the ride even started. So you're waiting in the line. It's still basically the same as Great Movie Ride. Um, they took out the movie props, obviously, and they just have Mickey and Minnie posters all throughout that are digital, so they change. But once you get into, because basically we're at the a big premiere, and that's what they're kind of giving you the that's the pre-show kind of thing. Um, so you're at the big premiere for Mickey and Minnie's, I think it's called the picnic or something like that. Big great picnic. I don't really know what it was called, but uh, it it's about Mickey and Minnie going on a picnic, and they run into. Um, Goofy, and he's engineer Goofy, he's a conductor of the train, and, uh, but before you get there, so you're basically, we're, we're standing in this room, you're looking up at a big theater screen, and then they show the cartoons, so it's just like a Mickey short, it starts off, you know, with the credits, and then and it starts, so all of a sudden you're, you're watching the movie, and then all of a sudden Goofy comes in on the train, he gets to a train station, but crashes into the train station, and the train explodes. Goofy flies up in the air and the screen looks like it opens up. So the screen itself exploded. Like basically the train crashed and the train just came right into out of the, the movie pretty much. And the screen, I don't, I kind of know how they did it, like to make the screen look like it just exploded and whatever. And Goofy is like kind of hanging by his uh, overalls in the top corner talking to you, telling you, Please go through the hole. Um, we'll meet you on the other side. So basically, it's just it was an open way, like a doorway. But it really, when you were there, it was it was just a a, a movie screen, and all of a sudden it exploded and cracked open, and you walked right in, and that was the entrance to the uh, the loading zone area. And it was it was just incredible. Like I didn't see it coming, and I didn't I didn't watch any spoilers before I went, so I didn't know that was going to happen. But the more I think about it, I, I kind of know how it how they do it. But, you know, the Disney magic, it's just it's seamless. So it kind of looks like the train crashed and came into the real world. Like it's it's kind of cool. And that was probably my favorite part besides the ride itself. Like just that just the queue part. That was that was the coolest part. 
Yeah, I love what the Imagineers have really been able to do in the past couple of years, uh, especially in Hollywood studios in the reimagining of the park. Now, what did you think of the Mickey and Minnie animatronics? That's that's the one big thing that really stuck out to me was the animatronics. They you know, obviously they use the projection system along with the animatronics to make it all work, but that really right off the bat made me feel like you are in the cartoon and like it, you you are really living in Mickey and Minnie's cartoon world. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was incredible. Like I said, when that screen exploded and you walk right in, you're you're in the cartoon, and the train comes along, and the curtains are closed in the the con- where Goofy is. But once the ride starts itself, he opens the curtains and says, "How you doing?" You come around the corner there, and the first scene. I mean, it's just like I mean, I I wanted to look at myself to see if I was a cartoon because it felt like we, you know, were right in the cartoon. Like, you know, it was pretty incredible um, what they did with everything. It was it was amazing. And the animatronics were just like the animatronics from Seven Dwarf Mine Trains, but they were, you know, Mickey and Minnie were driving their car. Pluto was in the back. And it was, yeah, it was incredible. I, it, I really was in awe when I first when when we first went around the corner to start and it was pretty awesome. I, I noticed along the way, especially in the mobster scene from the great movie ride, that that little town area is very similar, obviously, in its arch- um, architecture. Obviously, the ride system itself is very similar to the original ride. I, I, and now that's the one where the jackhammer starts going and the buildings start shaking all over the place. I love the color work that they did in there. Did, did you notice any other similarities even in, in structure or you know architecturally um just even in like the same motion of of uh the vehicle line um did you notice anything else that was kind of similar to the original ride well i feel like the western scene where mickey and minnie they're um they're trying to lasso our carts because something happens where goofy presses something and all the carts just disperse and so we're in a western scene and that kind of reminded me of the John Wayne scene. Um, and I feel like that was kind of in the same area. So it was kind of cool to see that. But like, like you said, and like the mobster scene with the jackhammer scene now, it was definitely reminiscent of the mobster scene. Great movie ride. Like there was, and it was like, you know, I was trying like to enjoy the ride. I want to go back and do it a second time to really like, I want to watch a video of great movie ride to get, you know, get it back in my memory and then go watch or ride this ride again and see like if I could pinpoint where everything is and see how similar everything is and how they, cause they did do some nods. Like it was, like you said, with uh, the jackhammer scene, like you can definitely tell that's, that's where it was, where the mobster scene was. And like, I'd like to go back. Like I, I follow this one guy on Instagram and he says it gets better and better every time he rides it. And he was, he's a big, classic you know mgm fan so he he was one you know that a little skeptic going in but after that he was he bought the hat the conductor hat with the goofy ears hanging on him like he's he's a big fan of mickey and minnie's runaway railway now yeah they you know they really did a nice job i I don't want to go too too much more spoiler filled because we have talked a lot about it but um i i did i i like i i like the overall kind of palette of, of everything Though you were talking about wanting to go back on it, and, and some of my research that I've done just kind of preparing for the episode, I, I kind of noticed that there was also a little bit of a Pluto subplot. Did you notice that, or is that something you'd, you'd be looking out for next time you go take take a ride? 
Uh, I mean, I did notice that he, when it started to go crazy, like he did fall out of the trunk. You know, I really, you know, have to go back and check that out for sure now. Um, I never really thought about it because there's just also so much going on, like with the carts. You know, it's hard to really, you know, when it's your first time, see everything that's going on. And apparently they have the most hidden Mickeys on this ride as well in, in ride history. Um, so it's like one of those things you got to ride it multiple times to really see everything um multiple times from different angles but but yeah i never i noticed that he did separate from mickey and minnie but i never really followed pluto that much i would see him every now and then but now i definitely want to go back and and check that out for sure yeah they definitely have a way of making you want to get back on and find every little secret i'm happy you brought up the uh, goofy conductor ears they, they actually have a lot of really cool stuff did you check out the shop at all um at the end of the ride uh, i noticed i my favorite thing i love train whistles as as odd as that may be to some um i did notice they had that as well as the goofy conductor hat did you did you see anything else that was kind of neat there if you did go uh yeah i did um because it's just right there at the exit and just a little side note it's it's right there if you're getting out right when the uh the projection show has started. The speakers are right there, so it's very, very loud. Like the cast members were covering their ear because it was so loud. But I didn't, I didn't see the train whistles. But that's pretty awesome if they did. If they had like the stamp of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, but the conductor ears, I really, I almost bought them. They're pretty sweet because I, I, I have one of those classic goofy hats with the big bill with the teeth hanging down and then the ears on it. So I. I'm thinking about going back to get it, um, and it's really cool because it's you know it's got the railway logo on the front, and then on the back it says Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and then the ears that come down, and they basically just cover your ears. So, you know, it's it's pretty cool looking, and the shirts were great. I I didn't check anything out at the beginning of the day because I wanted to ride the ride first, but I wish that I had because I missed out on the uh, pass holder shirt, which looked pretty awesome it has mickey and minnie on there and it has the uh the neon lights saying the mickey and minnie's runaway railway and it glows in the dark and i missed out on that so but i did get i did get a cool pin and it's like an all black pin i've never seen one where it's all black even on the back um so they had some really cool pass holder like items they had the uh magic band as well for pass holders they also have a magic band for non-pass holders and but the shirts were great. Like they had a lot of a lot of options to choose from, and uh, but the uh, the pop up shop right at the exit, it was very small, so there wasn't you know much to look at. But if you do um, Hollywood Boulevard towards Tower of Terror, um, that store on the right hand side going towards Tower is where there's a lot of items, and that's where I got the pin. Book your magical Walt Disney World vacation. Call 833-88-TINKS today or visit tinksmagicalvacations.com. I'm actually a huge pin collector. I just picked up the Aladdin on Broadway pin. We're going to be going back. I hopefully can get the Frozen one when we go back to New York City. No, they come out with some really neat pins for some of these openings. Or even like different events, especially around Christmas time. Yeah, I mean, I, I just pretty much got started in it as well. Like my friend, um, she used to w live down here and she 
she got very addicted to it. And she, you know, she told her dad it's better than, you know, being addicted to anything else, but it, it is very expensive. But so I started trying to collect and pin trade for her collection and ended up starting my own. I, I fell very deep in the rabbit hole last year and I've already started again this, this year. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. We, uh, I have, I have a few different collections going right now, especially pops and, and vinyls. So it's, it's like a teeter <laughs> all, right, all right, this paycheck, we're going to go for this pop and this pop. And the next week we'll get this vinyl and this pin. And it, <laughs> Speaking of pops, yeah, they just released that 25th anniversary or fifth. What is it? The tw- 15th or 25th anniversary of uh, the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. This thing is 10 inches tall. It was huge. Like I went in there thinking I was going to buy it because I love Indiana Jones and it was just way too big. Like, <laughs> and I'm staying here at the Disney resort now. There's really no room for uh, a 10 inch pop figure of Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I love pops. I, I've yet to uh, purchase any of the 10 inch ones just because it, it takes up so much space and, and he, especially keeping them in the box. They take up plenty of space anyway. Uh, but I, I did see that one, and actually, we I, I was really happy. I picked up the uh, Food and Wine Festival Figment uh, recently, also from the Disney Parks, which was made me really happy because I'm a big fan of Figment. He just uh, celebrated a birthday, too. Absolutely. All right, so, um, Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I, I really appreciate it. I, I re- was really excited to talk about uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, and, again, you can be found on um, social media at, at – um, excuse me at a foolish mortal and that's with underscores after each word um so so again thank you so much matt you're welcome thanks for having me um this this is my first podcast so i I really enjoyed it thanks for reaching out yeah not a problem i hope we we can have you on again and um everyone else thank you so much for listening in as always if you want to hear more from five minute podcast you can head over to www.fiveminutepodcast.com you can find us on almost all social media just search at 5-M-I-N-P-O-P-Cast. And as always, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. fanatics if you know that word then i definitely have your attention if you have an itch and the only thing that will scratch it is a funko pop then you definitely need to listen to the funkoholics podcast follow these addicts as they talk everything funko from news release hunts stories and tips the obsession is all too real with these active collectors download today from your favorite podcast platform and remember guys coming from a funkoholic i used to think collecting was bad for me so i gave up thinking